0: Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of the Urban Guru Podcast, where we feature insights from artists and professionals of color. On today's podcast, we'll interview Christine Stokes. She's a Senior Instructional Technology Coordinator in the Arlington Public Schools. She served as the Educator Fellow in the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Education Technology and was recognized by her peers in 2020 as one of the top 100 influencers in ed tech. Today she's going to talk about technology resources available to creatives. So stay tuned for another informative interview with Christine Stokes. Christine Stokes-Beverly. Um yes. she's an educator, you're a teacher. You are currently an instructional technology coordinator and you own your own business. So we want you to talk about all of that. And and today, what we're really gonna get into are digital tools, creative tools that creative people can use. And I know within your job description, you do those types of things for students and faculty and staff. So welcome. And we can start anywhere that you wanna start today
1: absolutely um you know just to kind of you know give your listeners an overview of what i do um, i consider myself a teacher's teacher um, and i've actually been doing you know this work of educating people um, for 20 years surprisingly time flies We're having fun um this current role that i'm in i really work with teachers um, as it relates to using digital tools to support learning um and i try to you know just have them really think outside of the box and show them what's available because there's so much available, and you know, teachers—they're in that classroom and they're working hard, and you know, it's hard for them to keep up with everything that's out there. So, I view my role as a way to keep them abreast of what's available and help them think outside of the box and think of another way, you know, just to um, educate, you know, their learners on a concept. Um, Outside of that, I do own my consult my own consulting firm, SB Educational Consulting, okay. and I work with small businesses um, who may not necessarily have a background in education and just help them uh, with conveying information that they'd like to teach or, you know, things that they concepts they have that mm-hmm. they'd like to teach in a way that uses technology effectively. So, so that's what I do. Um, I'm happy to be here and you know share what tools are out there you know, so that people can you know, use them to be creative.
0: Technology has really turned things around for people. Not only are more people choosing to opt to, to work remotely, but now you have all these digital tools for creators. And I personally feel that we're at a point where a creator can do almost anything and get it out there to the world but how many of them are aware of all the tools that are out there? And again, I know as, in your role as, as a technology coordinator and a teacher's teacher, You're constantly making students and faculty and staff aware of the digital tools that they can use.
1: For writers, what's out there for you, if you're trying to push your work out there, let's just say that you're a beginning writer. Let's just say, you know, you're like, hey, trying to get my content out there. You Mm -hmm. know, Gumroad is a platform that's out there where, you know, whatever you can create, you're taking the power, if you will, out of the hands of, you know, the ivory tower, the powers Mm -hmm. that be. And you can push your content out there digitally. And before you get to that point, if you're saying, "Okay, you know, I'm great at the written word, I'm great at getting it out there, but I don't know how to get it out there creatively," and I know people have heard about this, or if you haven't, that's okay too. Canva is such a robust resource. And a lot of people think of Canva and they're like, "Okay, well, that's just for flyers." No, 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 no. Go further, drill down in Canva they have if you're you know creating an ebook they've got Mm -hmm. the template for you so you don't have to worry about okay i'm a writer but you know i know nothing about you know this you know digital publishing and how it can be laid Mm -hmm. out to look good they have an ai system in there you can type in what you want your template to look like and it gives you a bunch of options and you're literally dragging and dropping you Mm -hmm. download it you can put it on whatever platform that you want to in order to get your content out, and if you choose to monetize your content to get the content out to folks, mm-hmm. so that's one great resource that okay. I recommend everyone.
0: <laughs> and, and Canvas not a supporter;
1: <laughs> it's not a sponsor. <laughs> oh, see, well, there we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, one of the things that you mentioned, if if a person is a, is a good writer, one of the things that I come across, particularly people who might be in the education field are in the corporate field. So they're a corporate writer, they they do documentation and stuff like that, but they would come to the classes and now they wanna try to do creative writing. Um, Could you guys go over um, some of the apps and things out there that are for people who are doing that before they even get to the putting it out, is going in and correcting and and looking at it. Can you like go through some of those things that you might recommend for, for a writer who's doing that?
1: Absolutely. You know, let's say you're a writer and, you know, you don't necessarily have the funding to have the editor come in just yet, even though I do see the value and, you know, definitely Mm -hmm. want to have an editor to start, you know, there are resources, for example, Grammarly is a good resource. That's a digital tool that I recommend to people Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a free option. So, you know, if finances are an issue, you know, you can start with the free option and that can help you take what you're writing and, um, you know, basically ensure that, you know, your thoughts, you know, everybody else can understand your thoughts because I'm sure we've all been there where something makes sense to us in our head, but mm-hmm. then we give it to somebody else to read and they're like, so where are you going with this? So um, <laughs> that's definitely a great resource. And they do yeah. have options within the application where mm-hmm. you can choose well, you know what am I? You know what type of audience do I have? Is this a professional audience? Am I writing? You know, for example, is this professional writing? Am I writing? Is do I want it to sound friendly? And it'll give you suggestions here and there. The paid version obviously takes it a step further, can help you craft your writing so that it meets the audience that you're um, trying to reach out to.
0: And I think with the paid version, because I'll use Grammarly from time to time, just that initial. To catch things. When I'm in the flow, so to speak, uh, and, and I'm not a, the best typist of my hand might hit the wrong thing, Grammly is right. really good at catching some of the things like that. But you're right, the paid version, it'll give you deeper analysis. I yes. think some of the things it'll tell you if you overuse, they'll give you how many times you use different words and stuff like that. So it's, it's it's that next level of really helping you address some things early on if, if you're exactly. not doing that kind of writing.
1: And, you know, another resource that I do want to share, um, and this is obviously, you know, this is platform specific. But if you're a Mac user, don't discount the built in features in your device. Um, so if you're a writer, you know, you may say, OK, well, I need to go ahead and download Microsoft Word. And I'm not discounting Word. I love Word. But don't, you know, as the kids say, don't sleep on pages you know pages okay. they have templates there it's a great resource for you know getting your words to paper and if you mm-hmm. want to create something that you know you can push out to the masses you can do that mm-hmm. and even if you were looking at creating you know a digital book there's an option there's a built-in option right there where it can um mm-hmm. in the menu where it says pushing it out to iBooks so if that's mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. That you're trying to do mm-hmm. you know those of you listening that option is there and that's totally free. Um, because I know finances tend to be an issue for some, for some folks when they're just starting out. So, you mm-hmm. know, I always try to, you know, remind, you know, people use what's there on your device. If you don't have pages installed, if you have a Mac, honestly, just go to your app store and it's there mm-hmm. install and you have that resource. Yeah. So that's another good resource too for writers.
0: Yeah. And that, that's really one of the things that, that I like to focus on, particularly when you're talking about writers and creators of color. Sometimes we do, we are coming from a a less uh, um, financially situation where we can do some of these things right off the bat. Um, right. So that's always one of the options I like to push out.
1: Right, absolutely. And even if you're not financially strapped, you mm-hmm. know, keep your money in your pocket. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's free? If it works, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So you know, starting something new, if this is something you know new, you're starting or you're doing a pivot, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to drop a lot of you know financial resources into the mm-hmm. into you know what you're starting. There's so many options, you know, that are cost effective. So, you know, I definitely recommend that. I've created um, ebooks for myself for my um, for the teachers that I work with. Mm-hmm. And you know, I do have a budget. I I very particular in how I spend it. And I've created these items and they looked great. And I can tell you, you know, I've seen some of the things that some of the corporate organizations have given me mm-hmm. and some of my stuff is look better. You know? And I did it for free. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's a really good point. Because again, technology has made this stuff possible. And I, I just think sometimes that, that we don't realize what all is out there. And, and a good point that you mentioned, not only if you maybe have a Mac or a PC, but so many of us through our work, will have access to, to some of these things. So I know you mentioned Word, but is there anything in terms of Word?
1: Absolutely. So Word, has, um, Microsoft has really been catching up over the years. Um, okay. You know, always kind of, you know, from a creative perspective, we never really put Microsoft in that bucket. They've been like, okay, I'm hard business, you know, ask me about, you know, getting this report out. Hey, Microsoft, they have really made some strides. So if you are a PC um, owner, or if you're somebody, hey, you prefer Word, I get it. Go on to Microsoft's, um, they have Office 365 right now. And if you just do a Google search for Microsoft templates and it's Mm -hmm. going to take you to the Microsoft site, they do have templates for, you know, things that you may be trying to do if you're trying to get an ebook out. If you're trying to, let's say, you know, you're a creative and you're writing a cookbook, for example. Um, You know, you're trying to push that out. They have those templates to get you started. I personally feel, you know, the... The, um, the Mac operating system is more geared towards creatives from what I see because I do use both, but Word does have, um, they do have resources out there for you to get started uh, with. Mm-hmm. You can manipulate the template to make it you know, look great. So don't think that you can't, but they do mm-hmm. have those items out there for you to get started. Like I said, just do a Google, um, just do a search, if you mm-hmm. will, my, uh, just Microsoft templates and one of the first um, options that you're going to get will be Microsoft's website and they have hundreds of templates there.
0: Uh, they, they do and, and you're right they, <laughs> back in the good old days and I won't say how long ago it was when I was in um, graduate film school and we were doing screenwriting we couldn't afford the screenwriting software. I mean it's dirt cheap now but then what we turned to Microsoft templates. Now of course you had to watch out for getting that virus which took down the whole um, tech lab, but right. they they were to go to source. And, and I actually had a student, um, adult student in the writing class who had a Mac, had pages, but he needed a template. I said, you can go to Microsoft, they'll have a template. And the good thing about pages is it opened that template and it kept all the macros and stuff. And for screenwriting, uh, for those out there who know it, the macros are for heading and then action and the character and dialogue it saved all those things and he was able to use that in pages and then go ahead and write a screenplay using the proper format. And like you said, he's using the built-in software that's in the system. He didn't have to go and pay $200 for dedicated screenwriting software.
1: Exactly. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because, you know, we're also in the age where, you know, collaboration is huge. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it was always a thing now, but, you know, we really have people collaborating now just and we're not even in the same city, you know what I mean? Or in the same mm-hmm. state or country or time mm-hmm. zone. So, you know, just I'm, like I said, I'm glad you brought that up because you can work on something on one device, you know, in one format, you know, let's just say doc format and you can share it with somebody with, that has a Mac mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they can um, open it and manipulate it as necessary. And something else that, you know, I wanted to bring up if you don't mind in the spirit of collaboration um, and I know it's kind of polarizing to some people, but don't discount, you know, the uh, G suite. G suite is online for, because there are people, <laughs> there are public folks out there. And I didn't forget about you all. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Those are temp, they have templates available as well. Mm-hmm. You can take what you've created. If you're trying to share it with somebody else who may not be, you know, into the Google ecosystem, Mm-hmm. That whatever you've created can be downloaded as you know a Microsoft Word file, and mm-hmm. like you said, Microsoft Word files can be opened in Pages. Mm-hmm. Um, something to just be mindful there. Just be mindful of the formatting,
0: mm-hmm. but you
1: can certainly get started there. And we all know that you know Google uh, Google Docs is definitely on the go. You can be on your phone writing. You know what I mean, cutting and pasting easily you know, yeah. as
0: needed and opening files while you're sitting on the subway. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I'm so glad you mentioned that. Wow. Because again, one of the things that you do as a technology coordinator, you have to be aware of all these different things because in your building, you might have somebody on a Chromebook because the principal wanted a Chromebook. Then you get, you have the Mac and then you're still the people who want to hold over and have a PC. So cross-platform is very important. And I might add that like you said, Google Suite, the reason it works is because you access it online.
1: Yes. And there
0: are a lot of people, I've had people ask me, uh, well, should I get this like Chromebook? And it looks really nice and it's cheaper. So now they have a Chromebook. And that's the other thing about Office 365, when it comes to Mac, you mentioned Mac, you now have the iCloud. So you can do that. Um, And a lot of these things are cross-platform, but yeah. Google, I use Google sometimes. I, I like it. Ironically, it had one of the better um, recording. I would record my audio and then you it had one of the better translations from an audio file to a text file.
1: Absolutely. And you and you know, you make a good point about that audio recording. You know, sometimes we may choose to, you know, just dictate our you know what's there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the platforms don't do a good job of letting us know that that's there, but that's there for all, everything that we've mentioned here, you know, we've mentioned uh, pages, you know, Mac as a whole, um, Microsoft, Google Docs, and just Google um, G Suite as a whole. They do have the option for you to use speech to text, and it's getting so much better as time goes on, you know, they do use you know, artificial intelligence to, you know, um, better understand what we're saying. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as people in, of, you know, we're you know we're black, you know we're mm-hmm. people of color. Um, I can say it's gotten better with understanding little di- bits of dialect that means. Because I used <laughs> right. to that I I hated using it maybe about seven years ago, seven to ten yeah. years ago. I'm mm-hmm. like that's not what I said. You know, it's like, okay, we're not going to use that. But, you know, I've started using it again recently Mm -hmm. and it's picking up, I would say it's picked up maybe about 97, 98% of what I, what I've said and Mm -hmm. it's picked up correctly. So, you know, don't discount that, you know, because I know that's been an issue and I know we've had Mm -hmm. discussions in the tech space about, you know, bias within AI and, you know, just bias in tech as a whole. So mm-hmm. we've seen strides there. So that's great. So that's great. I wanted to.
0: Yeah. When um, I first started, but I work for Gallaudet and, you know, Gallaudet has a lot of translations, you know, they have the, the hearing um, interpreter who translates and, and does the captioning and stuff. And we were working with Dragon Software and things like that on the front end. And, and our director, she can get on the phone and talk to their developers and say, OK, this is working for us, this isn't working. But you're right, it was very heavy on the on the machine. The machine had to grind away um, deciphering what you said. And you had to learn all these commands. But I think now what's happened with Google and uh, with Siri and stuff like that, I think is translating it on their servers, which oh, it used to limit. Do they still limit you? So you know they used to limit you to like 250 words or characters through Siri? Mm-hmm
1: all oh, not at
0: all ah. i have
1: i have you know spoken an entire <laughs> soliloquy in traffic <laughs> you know and it's correct and it's like yeah. oh okay mm-hmm. you know what i mm-hmm. mean so you yeah. know while there's still work to do you know in ai machine learning um you know there's definitely been strides so if you are a writer mm-hmm. that you know you don't like typing all of the time or you know you have those you know 2 a.m. moments where you're like, I got this idea, I need to get it out. I'm a creative, it happens to me, so Uh I get it, you know, at least, you know, you don't have to, you know, completely power everything up and, you know, just start typing.
0: Oh, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, My thing is, I recommend, hey, go take a walk, get up from the computer, go take a walk. I actually did that recently where I, something was just going through my mind, I don't feel like Mm -hmm. typing it. So I just got up and I was pacing around the office area and I was just dictating it. Um use an Evernote. That's a, that's a, some of else we can talk about. I use that like almost like journal, and I was put it in the Evernote just to get my thoughts down. And you're right, the accuracy was was much better than it was even maybe three years ago. Absolutely. Um, and, and I absolutely I, I I love that. And I would say that to any writer out there, consider that. Um, if you're talking through your story ideas, if you're talking through what you wanna say in your paper, if you're whatever it is, getting it down and seeing it and starting that creative flow is a really important thing. And then once you do that, you, you might have to clean it up. You can get around that fear that maybe some young people might have of the written words per se, Well, you can speak it, then you have it, then you can go and clean it up and then you get into that flow and it unblocks that creativity. In you because you're not intimidated because you're not used to doing the written word so so to speak,
1: exactly. And to that point, you know, you just uh, gave me an idea that I feel like there's it's valuable in mentioning. Um, use you know we talked about the cloud and you know you see how we're talking about you know those ideas that just come in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's so important you know the res- Use the cloud to your advantage. So if you have, for example. Um, you know, let's say you have an Android device and, you know, you have your email address, it's signed in in with your email address. You have your Google um, account with the same email address. Use resources like Google Keep, you know, if I believe Google Keep allows you to leave voice messages. So, you know, when you're taking that walk and, you know, you get this idea you know, let's say you're, you're writing a novel for a character, just go mm-hmm. ahead and jot it down there. Or if you want to just, you know, leave an audio, an audio message, you can do that. And then when you get to your device, you can pull mm-hmm. it back. up. Yeah. For those of you on iOS, do that in notes. Notes can be your yes. best. Mm-hmm. I do so <laughs> much in notes. I write yeah. actually, I things that I want to share with my teachers. I've been good for writing it all out in notes, you know, while I'm waiting for an appointment or, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm in an air salon and, you know, I'm under mm-hmm. the dryer and I have an idea, I'm, you know, writing mm-hmm. it all out in notes or leaving voice notes. And then when I come back, mm-hmm. you know, to my device, you know, I can pull it up easily. And Microsoft, I know the Windows phone, you know, is pretty much obsolete, mm-hmm. but you never know who has what. It allows you to do the same thing as well. So use those things to your advantage mm-hmm. because... That way you can keep those creative juices flowing. You can be creative anytime, anywhere, as long as you have a device in your hand. And mm-hmm. 45% of us, we're mm-hmm. almost with our devices all the time, unless we're doing something where we don't need to have a device. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there was one other
0: thing with Microsoft and, and you'll, you'll, you probably remember the name before I will, but it's, it, it, what is it?
1: Immersive reader. Is that what it is? Yes. Immersive reader. Yeah. yeah. Yes that is such an amazing resource especially if if you're the type of person that you know you've got all the information out and you know you may need to have it read to you or you know if it's just a lot of text that you need to look at and you need to kind of break it up and you know make it so you're able to focus on you know what you're you know what you're reading please use that resource um, i'm i want to say it's free i'm not 100% sure but i know it's definitely available in the windows store um immersive reader and you can use that resource as a way to make things easier to read for you Um, you can even even if you're giving it to someone and you know you know they may have trouble with the written word you can Mm -hmm. um suggest that to them Mm -hmm. i would say out of all of the platforms um operating systems that one is the best in my opinion Mm that's built-in uh readers uh for reading text i absolutely love it um and it can even if i remember correctly it, tra- it can translate into some into multiple languages yeah. um,
0: and, and i also think that it, one of the other things it does it can highlight words it can space yes. out the words i mean because that, that's which is why it's so good with the ed- educational environment particularly if you're dealing with second language students and all um, but i actually had a writer who mentioned the two things you mentioned she said i use grammarly and then because she came from a business world, she said, I also use the um, Immersive Reader. And, she, yes. and she, she, she pushes out, she has her book, she has a series of books and she uses that. That's her first stop before she ever hits that editor.
1: That's so, amazing.
0: And, and again, it's really cost effective because you don't wanna hit the editor and then you have, the editor really wants to make sure, they're gonna catch all the little things, but they're also looking at the bigger picture and you don't want other stuff to get in the way if you can take care of yourself. So yeah that immersive reader and i think if you have an office it you're right it might be um i know it's included in office 365 even if you just have um notes yes can, um yes. and so yeah I've, I've i've looked into that. i've used it too um so it, it's a really good thing like you said grammarly um are there, <laughs> are there any others along grammarly I, i'm trying to think i think there's was a, one other one, I can't remember the name of it, that's kind of similar to Grammarly.
1: It seems like in recent years, Grammarly has kind of taken the market share. Kind of yeah. You know, outside of those built-in um, grammar and style editors that are, you know, within the word processing platforms, mm-hmm. um, it, it really seems like, because I see it everywhere, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Grammarly will, it'll show up in your email if you have that, if you have the plug If you're sending a tweet, it'll show up in your tweet like, hey, Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't sound right, you know, so it's, it's yeah. <laughs> And I
0: know one thing that's helped me, and I'm glad you mentioned it, the cross-platform things. We have access to all these things now. Um, Google is basically free. Yes. Um, and what I've found is, say you start something in Pages. You can always open it up in Word. Word will go through, and it might catch something. Or just having it in that different interface could help you see something or correct into Google, I found that that, that always helps me. Um, correct. I, have, I love re, um, recording, so particularly if I'm walking. Um, but the other thing that's come a long way then you talked about the AI is the voices that you can use. Yes. I noticed that in the latest version of um, OS, they have four different Siri voices. Three, number three and number four, one's a woman, one's a man. The inflection on those things is absolutely awesome.
1: Absolutely, it absolutely. It has the voices are much more human like, you know, mm-hmm. compared to previous years, and you know that helps you in because I don't know if if you know your listeners or you if you're like me if it's a robotic voice I don't want to hear it. I may be tired, and I, you know I want this read, you know whatever I'm looking at read to me. It's if it's a robotic voice I'm like never mind. I'll go ahead and read it. I'm, I'm tired. I'll, it's okay. Mm-hmm glasses on but you know mm-hmm. they've come a long way and it sounds so much better mm-hmm. and i've even noticed the robot uh, the the human voices i don't know if you noticed this um you know when you speak to siri i'll just use siri for example when you speak to siri um, and this affects us as people of color because you know a lot of our names aren't standardized names. Mm-hmm. If you all go, you know, go to Disney World to find a keychain with our name on it, all right, <laughs> some of us, it's, it's okay. You know? But if you keep repeating the name, it learns the name. I noticed mm-hmm. that just the other day. I was like, oh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you are pronouncing you know my cousin's name correctly. Look at this, wonderful. You know, so. Um, it definitely, you know, it's great. Um, I've seen the progress, um, and it's definitely a great resource, especially as if you want that, you know, if you want what you wrote, read back to you, you can listen to, um, you know, what you wrote and see how it sounds and things like that. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. definitely.
0: And it's definitely come a long way. And I've noticed that, um, and I'll do that in immersive reader, if you're for, just for people who might not know it. If you haven't used it and you're on the Mac, it'll use whatever Siri setting you have for the voice. Um, If you're on the web, so depending on which type of um, operating system you're on and even the one for um, PC has gotten really good. But I have actually, um, as I was driving, again, bringing all this together and maybe some possible workflows for people. Okay, Christine mentioned using Pages. Pages can output to eBook or I call it EPUB. If you're in a Mac OS system, that's golden, because if you do that, say you have something where there's some kind of book or a short story or whatever, if you output it as an EPUB, you can open it up in iBooks. And there's another feature where you can click a screen and it will read that screen to you.
1: Correct.
0: And I've actually done that. I was driving back to Arlington from Atlanta and I had a book that I was working on. I put it in EPUB and I started it. And I started listening to it. And because that voice is so much more human-like, it's not as computerized, you start to get a feeling for how things flow, how they sound, does that work? Okay, man, that was a good ending. I like that chapter ending. And I'm just taking these mental notes. Sometimes I would pause and highlight something on in there, but it's a great way for you, like, like Christine, like you said, it's a great way for you to really hear how your stuff sounds. And it's the first way, particularly even before you give it to beta readers, I know for creative people, it's really nice to have beta readers, but sometimes it's hard to find those dedicated people, all these things, all these steps that a creative can do, you can make even that initial showing to somebody, you can make it that much more better so they can focus on the key things that you really want them to focus
1: on. Absolutely. And then it's also, you know, it's just great for accessibility, you know, you know, as we, you know, we're in, you know, this world and we're becoming more conscious about understanding that, you know, we want our, you know, we want what we create to be accessible to everyone. That's great for those who may, you know, normally use screen readers, having that tool where, uh, you know, what you create can be read easily, you know, like you said, in your example, you know, it's just, it's just good human practice. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, so that way we make what we create available to all, and we're not limiting it to, you know, a small subset of people who may be able to access it easily. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. So all these that we've shared, you know, that I've shared, you know, with you and your listeners, mm-hmm. you can also look at it from an accessibility lens. So absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I know I had um, one of the, my the art teachers, she was writing a YA book and she's um from Bolivia. So she was obviously wanting to have it translated to Spanish. And so we were just, we were just talking and we said, well, just for fun, we're in Google. Let's take, let's take this chapter and do Google Translate. And we translated it into Spanish and she's looking at it and she was shocked by how well it did see she mm-hmm. was shocked she says, oh my gosh that looks i mean the inflections and the tenses and stuff she says that looks really really good so the power that we have even for doing something like that again you're going to want an actual editor spanish oh, language absolutely. editor stuff like that but just what you can do at the palm of your hands with these free resources is just amazing the, the different absolutely. level things you can do
1: absolutely um, and one point before we switch topics um, Immersive reader lets your users do that as well. So if you have something that you're reading, and you know, uh, let's say you're sharing it with someone who English is not necessarily their first language, mm-hmm. and there's a word, you know, mm-hmm. they want to see what the word means in in their own language, their, their mm-hmm. first language, if you will, or another language. They can click on that word, and they can get it translated into another language. And depending on the word, there's also even a a picture dictionary available for that mm-hmm. for them as well. Yes. So, yeah. Just wanted to put
0: that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Immersive Reader is it's a very powerful, powerful piece of um, software that you can use. Um, I'm curious, and I didn't ask you this up front, sorry for this, but how did you get into all things digital and creation and, and, and learning and stuff like that?
1: Oh, my goodness. So, um, my first. <laughs> My first classroom, um, you know, depending on the age of your listeners, eons ago, at the turn of the century, <laughs> <laughs> the first classroom I had, um, because I started my career as a special education teacher, mm-hmm. um, it was a self contained class. And um, I literally started teaching the day after graduation. And they dropped me in the classroom, and it might have been the week before winter break. And they're mm-hmm. like, here you go. And we had a row of computers and we had MacBooks, which is huge. We had the, for those of you who remember, remember the iMacs that were like different colors. They were like hot pink, aqua. Remember those? I had like six of those in my classroom and then I had one at my desk. So we we were doing big things. This is back in Miami, big things. I was like, wow, I made it, you know? So, you know, This was, you know, during the time, this was pre No Child Left Behind, so there was still an out, there was still a semblance of creativity in the classroom and, you know, we weren't as hamstrung by, you know, all of these things that we needed to do, if you will. So you were able to take the curriculum and be creative. And so they left me in there with all of these devices. So, you know, and I'm in this self-contained class with a bunch of 12-year-olds. And I'm like, okay, how can we learn creatively and have fun with these resources that are here And that's, that was the spark, if you Mm -hmm. will. And it led me to getting two degrees in ed tech and it basically, my career basically took me from Miami to Atlanta to now the Washington DC metro area. I've been just blessed to teach in the rural setting, urban setting, title one. For those of you who don't know title one, you know, just our, um, students, you know, whose families have financial needs, mm-hmm. um, to the 1%. And in all of those areas, I've found that kids love creativity and mm-hmm. digital resources are such a great tool to foster mm-hmm. creativity and, you know, to let learners, um, show what they know creatively and and just spark that creative spirit. So that's how I got started. It was that classroom with those five IMAX. I'm thankful for them because they brought me here.
0: (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. And so now you um, you say you also have a consulting business?
1: Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So I have a consulting uh, business, which is SB Educational Consulting. And what I do is I, my clients, they are they tend to be small nonprofits. Um, I'm also working with people who aren't traditionally in the educational field, but they have something they want to teach people. Um, so with my nonprofit clients, you know, I'll work with them. They usually have a curriculum ready to go and they want to bring it to um, they want to bring it to a, a wider audience and they want to incorporate the use of technology. So I give them tools and tips and just some suggestions on how to do that. With some of my clients i actually build their course um some of them like to have courses um and i'll build that for them Um, with my clients that aren't familiar with education Mm -hmm. i give them i help them understand how adults learn or how children learn because Mm -hmm. just because you know the content um you may not be able to teach it and there's some things that you need to understand before you get to that point Mm -hmm. so i skills that I've learned as a special education teacher, the skills that I've learned in doing professional development uh, for educators. um, I've been actually doing this for about 10 years now um, Mm -hmm. in this role where I'm outside of the classroom. So I use all of those skills and, you know, I share that with them and help them take what they want to learn, take that knowledge and um, share it with the masses correctly. I'm sure you've seen out there, everybody has a course now, everybody. You know,
0: yeah, I was just thinking that
1: <laughs> everybody has a course and some of the courses that I've seen, you know, or I've seen, you know, people that I know take I'm like, there's a way that you teach people so that they so that they learn the content, they can take the content and apply it and mm-hmm. the people that I work with understand that it's not about just being paid to do that you know you want people mm-hmm. to learn you want to be a good educator so that's what I do.
0: Nice. Nice. And I'm glad you mentioned that last part, because that's exactly what I was thinking, because now everything's about monetizing your skills. OK, well, like you said, people might have this knowledge because they worked in a particular field. They've done something. They have this knowledge. They have this experience. But yeah, just jumping on YouTube and just doing videos.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's let's do it right. You know what I mean? Let's there's let's do it. Let's do it correctly. You know, like I shared with you know one of my clients if, like a few months ago. You know, you put in that work on the back end and it just pays you dividends in the long run because you're establishing yourself as a valued educator, you know. We say that technology lets us do so much. Technology also allows people to share, hey, stay away from that person. They're just, you know, in this for a dollar or hey, this person is really great. I want to connect you with this person. I learned so much. And, you know, word of mouth is huge. Word Mm -hmm. word of mouth is huge, so. Cool, cool,
0: cool. Thank you. Well, anything else um, you'd like to mention, any other um, things you might want um, to tell creators in terms of the digital or things they can take advantage
1: of? I would just say for creators, just know that um, things change so fast Um, and be aware of what's out there. Stay in contact with your digital creator group. If you don't have a group yet, I Mm -hmm. I recommend you get one because there's always someone in that group that learns about something new and is that early adopter, if you will, because that's how you'll also find out about what's out there. Mm -hmm. This podcast obviously is a great resource. um, Mm -hmm. If you're listening, I'm sure you're learning about what's available and if you find something new, you know, don't be afraid to try it. If it doesn't work, that's okay. You know, you can say you've tried it. If it does work, you know, that's great as well because it's allowed you to, it's giving you another way to, um, you know, get your thoughts to the digital paper, if you will.
0: Yeah, and, and, I, and I really like that because that was one of the things that I always em- emphasized in, in screenwriting classes that all these different things, they're tools. You might use this one at this point. You might use this one at this point. If you feel yourself stuck, you might, this tool might help you. They're like tools in your toolbox, your digital toolbox. You want to just coin that phrase, digital toolbox. Um, But they're things, and so you never know which one you'll need until you get into that moment. So uh, yeah, I I like that, I like that. And I even know for myself, I was a long time um, website developer. Mm -hmm. And I've even got to the point where, wow, There are a couple of companies out there who really give you all the basic things you need. And for myself, I don't feel like coding this, you know? I'm gonna take advantage of that. Plus it's gonna be responsive. It's gonna work on all my devices. Hey, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'll use those tools. And I I, I was just, it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking, there's these new tools, why not take advantage of them? Why recreate the wheel when things have come so far to where they're giving you top-level things? Somebody can sit down, I'm afraid to sit down and did a website for a nonprofit, and it looks nice. It's something that would have you would have paid somebody a lot of money to do for you, mm-hmm. and but you you can hit the ground running. And, and I'm looking at it, it's like
1: wow. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Mm. and it's so interesting you say that because, um, you know, I'm a parent as well. Mm. And I learned so much from my 12 year old. I was just the other day um, making a video for social media and he just so happened to walk by. He's like, Oh mom, that's easier. Let me show you the way to do. And he just click, 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 click. And he was like, here you go. I was like, Wow. Okay. You don't <laughs> never stop learning. So yeah. Like you said, if there's an easier way to do it, you know, mm-hmm. let's just do it. It saves you time. And it doesn't make you any less of a of a creative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it, Christine. And we'll definitely reach out to you again in the future. But thank you oh, so absolutely. much for being on the podcast.
1: Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to another edition of the Urban Guru Podcast. And of course, you can always find us on iTunes. Just search for Urban Guru and you'll find our podcast listed. You can also listen to this podcast on SoundCloud. Just search for Urban Guru Podcast and you'll be able to find it there too. Thank you again for listening. And remember, no matter whatever your creative endeavor is, always push forward because every step that you take along that path will lead you to your ultimate destination.